0: On, um, <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I'm here to give you an update on uh, our injured players, and then most specifically at the end here, Henrik Zetterberg. Um, Jared MacIsaac, uh young prospect, sprained his shoulder in the uh, prospect tournament. He'll be out three to four weeks. He can go back to junior and uh, should be back playing in a month. Uh, Mike Green saw Dr. Kamissa in New York two days ago. Dr. Kamissa um, gave him the green light to, uh, for full contact, so he's going to work his way back here, and at the end of preseason, we expect him to play two or three games at the end of our preseason uh, games. Uh, Justin Advocator will not be here today. He went to Detroit uh, this morning. His wife went to the hospital last night. Uh, she's uh, due to give birth at any point in time here in the next day or two, so he went to be with her. And obviously the news on Henrik Zetterberg, you're going to see Henrik in a few minutes. He went to see Dr. Camissa in, um, in New York last week. And after consulting with Dr. Camissa, after consulting with Doug Plagans, um, he's made a decision that uh, he's not prepared to take the risk uh, to play uh, professional hockey anymore. He's got a degenerative um, condition in his back. part of the uh, degenerative condition is significant arthritis Uh, nothing can be done to you know no back surgery no rehab no no more time off is going to have any any positive impact and if he does have uh, obviously if he plays professional hockey it's going to accelerate the the degeneration and if he does uh, have a uh, get a bad hit or something then he's risking um, a significant back surgery and uh, Henrik has decided that, that uh, his quality of life is uh, more important than taking the risk of, uh, of uh, a back surgery. So, uh, Hank is going to be out here in a few minutes to, uh, if you can ask his questions, but uh, basically we're moving forward and uh, Henrik, uh, you know, hears it, this fears over. How emotional you know. is that for you to come to that realization? Well, it's not emotional today because this has been a this has been a, a process in, in uh, I don't know you know in the middle of last year uh, Henrik went to uh, Coach Blashel and told him that he could no longer practice and play every day. He wanted to play, you know, he, he and he was able to play all the games, but he couldn't practice. And then I met with him at the end of the year, um, you know, at the exit meeting, and he said, Ken, I'm very discouraged. Um, It's getting worse, and I said, you know, Z, take some time off, Um, let me talk to you in a couple of months. That was probably late April, early May, so I, I called him on like just before the draft. So say June the 20th, he said, Ken, I haven't worked out. Um... You know, and then I said, well, we'll talk to you again. So for me, it's been, it's been and I'm sure for Henrik, it's been stages. So I would say to you that, you know, for me, the emotional part a little bit was probably when I met with him in uh, in the exit meetings at the end of, at the end of April, when he told me he was very discouraged and not optimistic at all. Uh, I was trying to buy time in the hopes that, that things would change, but nothing's changed. And by, uh, when he went to see Dr. Canessa, who performed the back surgery on him in 2014, and took uh, current pictures. Um, it's again, it's degenerative and there's nothing that can be done. So for me, it's not emotional today. It's it maybe emotional you know, two, three months ago in, in the realization that, uh, um, that we're, what we're talking about here today was probably uh, the direction that we're heading. What does his absence mean for your team? Well, he's a massive uh, hole for a variety of reasons, you know, on the ice, um, you know, he's still just like I said last night, uh, or I told our guys yesterday. Um, I think last year he was the fifth leading um, forward in terms of minutes, five on five in the National Hockey League last year. Um, obviously, played all 82 games, so somebody has to eat up all those minutes. And it's not up. It's not only those minutes. It's it's. Um, you know, when you're we're trying to go younger and we're gonna move some more young people, you need you need role models. And and there's no better role model than Hendrik Zetterberg. And then the other thing that he did was obviously with a tough year last year. When the game is over, as you all know, whenever we had a loss, he's there to he's the stand-up guy and he 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 was answering all the questions on behalf of the team. He's not there now. Somebody else when we lose the game is gonna is gonna have to answer the questions and might be some of the younger guys and when you're a young player you're really just trying to figure out how to be a good player and get better versus answering questions for the entire team you guys are going to go to somebody and so it, he he's he's a master pull for a lot of reasons um but you know it's it's again uh, over the last uh, three four months jeff Lash and i have had obviously a lot of time behind uh, the scenes to kind of talk about um I think first off, we're always, you're always hoping that you're going to wake up one day and somebody's going to call you and say, you know what, things have changed, to feel better. Um, you're always got that that that, that hope, um, and as time went on, um, it became apparent that uh, that wasn't going to happen, and um, you know, so we know that uh, we're losing a, uh, we're losing a major player on and off the ice for our team. So it's, you know, with that loss comes opportunity. And there's a tremendous opportunity in terms of, of, of ice time for some other people on our team and hopefully some of the young people are going to uh, take full advantage. Can you put him into perspective his career and what he's meant to this organization? Well, I think he's one of the greatest uh, Red Wing players uh, in our history. Um, you know, he's a, he's got, what, 900... And Close to 950 points. He's played almost 1,100 games. He's almost a point of player, point of game player in the in the in the playoffs. Um, you know, when you go to the the, red, the history of the Red Wings, I think he's sixth or seventh in all time. This you know, all time points and this and that. So uh, he's uh, he's one of the greatest Red Wing players in my opinion and uh, in the history of this franchise. And. Um, you know, in 2005, obviously, when, um, coming out of the work stoppage, you know, Steve Eiserman was, you know, 40-ish, and Shanahan and Fedorov, you know, basically Lidstrom and uh, and Zetterberg and Datsu carried this franchise for another decade. Um, he carried the torch. You know, obviously, when Lidstrom retired, he became the captain. So he's, he's one of the greatest Red Wing players, in my opinion. Uh, of this story franchise. Ken, moving forward, are you planning on putting Henrik on long-term IR? Yes. What are you doing as far as, uh, are you going to give Franz Nielsen a day? Uh, I've talked to Blash a little bit about it. We're going to go through training camp. We'll we'll just make the decision as to what we do in terms of letters before the season starts. Um, We wanted to get everybody into camp and and get going here. I'm not sure if we'll have a captain, if we'll just go with all assistance. We're going to make that decision here over the next three weeks. Did it help? um, I mean, you kind of knew this was coming. I did, blind, yes. I think, yes. You know, did that kind of, as far as maybe a jump, too, just preparing for the season, that that it, it was, it's not like you're losing somebody you really thought would be in the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no, I, hear, I mean, it, I mean it, it, you know, I talked to Henrik at the end of. Uh, the season, you know, obviously, Blash talked to him on, on over the course of the last season. I talked to him again in the middle of June. I mean, nothing changed, nothing changed from January, February to, to April. And then, after having uh two months off with doing nothing, I mean, nothing, nothing changed. It, it became apparent as we headed towards July the 1st, um, that this was we were heading in this direction again. I would have said to John. You know, you always you're always hoping that you're going to wake up one day in the middle of July and the phone's going to ring and it's, it's Z and say, you know what, I feel pretty good. I was in the gym for, for every day for a week, and uh, I'm going to kind of take this on a test run. That that call never came. Uh, so, you know, I would say to you, we were you're you're holding out hope, but the real but we certainly realized that this was the direction that we were we were we were, we were heading towards did wait until this moment to announce this because you were holding Well, we waited until now. We went in to see Dr. Camisa in New York. You and, uh, know, and he saw Dr. Camisa late last week uh, and Dr. Camisa was in consult- consultation with Dr. Plagans. So really it was, it was the big decision, for lack of better was going to come when, when Henrik saw Dr. Canessa who performed the surgery on his back, was going to look at current pictures uh, compared to old pictures. And, you know, he's a back specialist that, that Henrik chose in 2014. And he trusted he did a great job. And within 11 weeks after that surgery, he came back and played the last two playoff games. So, I mean, I guess he could have come back and saw Dr. Canessa in, in August, but ultimately it was more about when he saw Dr. Vanessa and Bud Flag and Dr. Vanessa Hendrik could uh, make this make this decision. Do you believe Z will maintain a leadership quality? Uh well I don't know how much he's gonna be around. You know, you're gonna you can ask him here when he comes. I'm not sure what he's what he's what he's what he's what he's planning. Um, I think it's hard to be a leader when you don't you gotta be in the lockdown, you gotta be in the dressing room in order to be a leader. Um, certainly uh, you know when past captains and past great players come there's certainly a respect level for those people but in terms of leading you need to be in the locker room on an everyday basis in terms to lead people and and so it would be difficult to lead but certainly you know he's teammates with all those guys uh, but but I also think you know it's You know when he's not there now it's we're looking at a different group of people to see how we can form the chemistry of the locker room and who's going to take sort of the, the leadership role in the locker room. Ken have you or Henrik addressed the team yet and how have his teammates taken the news? No he just guy you're going to see him here in a few minutes no. I told the team yesterday that it looked like uh, at the, at the um, uh, you know the meeting to start the to start training camp that it was uh, you know, I don't want to come out and tell them. But you guys are you guys are whispering in their ear all the time. So uh, I have to make sure that. you... So I told them it looked like Henrik was uh, was done, or it's certainly done uh, for a short period of time. Um, and that uh, on one hand, obviously, it's a it's it's a uh, a massive downer, but on the other hand, uh, as we move forward, there's an opportunity for somebody in that locker room from a leadership standpoint and from uh, Time on the ice to uh, to grab it. <clears throat> All good. Thank you.